Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Yes, remember your Creator now while you are young before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Ouch. Well, that's kind of what life does to us. See, it was never planned that way. God planned for us to live eternally perfect. No sin. But sin brought death and all of this with us. You don't need to be told that you're getting older. You feel it every passing day. Knees, shoulders, neck, they all begin crying, sometimes shouting for attention. Stamina decreases and you find yourself looking for supplements to help keep you in that same youthful vigor. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark will remind you that this condition of decay was never part of God's original plan for men and women. You'll hear about the promise he made to remake this earth and his followers into perfect condition. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as he continues his message, A Brand New Body, Yes. Paul says this same God who created all of these animals, he's going to put you and I back together in a new way. He's going to give us a unique kind of body for each of us. Then he moves on to the third illustration, verse 40. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. Verse 40. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor, but the splendor, notice here again, I just want to repeat this thing. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is what? One kind, and the earthly kind is what? Another kind. So there's differentiation. Then watch this, verse 41. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another. And the stars another. And the stars different from star in splendor. No two stars are alike. No two planets are alike. When you think of heavenly bodies, the star, the moon, planets, all of those are unique and different. As great as our earthly bodies are here, our heavenly bodies will have much more splendor than even that. So God has this unlimited creative power And we will have different yet connected new bodies. Our DNA from earth will be transferred into our new bodies. Now, here's a couple things. When we get there, we'll still have our personalities. You'll know it's you. And other people will know it's you. 
And that personality will be in a new body. Now you say, well, I don't really like my personality now. Don't worry, God's going to clean that sucker up. If you're one of those negative, critical persons, you ain't going to be negative, critical in heaven. It ain't going to happen. But he's going to take the sin nature away from us. When he takes the sin nature away from us, our personalities will be like his. We're going to be joyful, full of the joy of the Lord. And you'll be recognizable when you get there. So what Paul is trying to do is, you can just write this down because sometimes we think it's going to be so weird. What in the world are we going to look like? Our new bodies will be different, but connected. Different, but connected. Now, when we get to heaven and the earth is redone, and there's lots of debate on how all that's going to work, but we're talking about our bodies. When that's all redone, we notice one of the things in Revelation, there's no more sea. So that causes me as a scientist a lot of thinking, because how much of your body is water? Amazing amount. And much of the world is what? Water. So there's going to be something different with our skin. I don't know what it's going to be like or whatever. But when Jesus was resurrected, what did he have? He had flesh and he had what? Bones. You could see his scars. So what that point meant was we're not going to be like aliens in heaven. You're going to be recognizable. Jesus was recognizable. And so it is going to be unique. It is going to be different. Now, let me read to you out of Matthew. Matthew 17. Just listen to me. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. You remember this transfiguration. There he was transferred before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. So there's already a kind of a picture of what eventually it would be. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And Peter said to him, good old Peter, foot in mouth, here we go. Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters. I'll go to Home Depot, build this little thing. We can sit here for the rest of our life. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, Moses had been dead. 1,400 years. Elijah had been translated to heaven 900 years before. Suddenly on the mountain, they did what? They appeared. How'd they get there? They didn't take a jet. They didn't walk. How'd they get there? God got them there, new body. Now, when they got there, notice... They didn't say to Jesus, give me a name tag. My name's Elijah. My name's Moses. How did the disciples recognize them? I really don't know, but they knew who it was. So see, our new bodies will be what? Recognizable. That's a good thing. Now, it's not the same old body. That's a good thing. And we'll get there in a moment. Now, the new bodies... Evidently, you're able to travel, and I'll have more to say about that later, kind of free from limitations and effortless. So a couple things you want to write. First thing you want to write is this. Our new bodies will be recognizable. Now, remember, we're going to be different, and I joke with you about this a lot, but I really don't know what that will be. You'll recognize my face, but I'm going to be 6'11". You know that. Okay. You'll recognize my voice. as Balmer speaking over there. You'll recognize my voice. You'll over and have fun together. Maybe I'll have my happy, happy, happy shirt on or something that you'll recognize. 
When you understand that our new bodies will be recognizable, what does that remind you about? Heaven is all about, it's about people. By the way, life is all about people. When you are around people, we're doing what God made us do. Love God and love people. Hang together. Marriage is about wonderful things. I did a pre-marital and all the people we marry and all those things. They're just amazing. All the amazing things are coming. But in the end, what is marriage? It's two people enjoying each other. See, what is heaven about? It's simply about people. Now, since our minds are going to be perfect, we'll have great memories. We'll see some of the great saints in the Bible. Some of you, I know, you've emailed me through the years and said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to, first thing I'm doing is going to get in line with Jesus and God and ask them a lot of questions I have on my iPhone or iPad or whatever. Maybe after you've kneeled down for 2,000 years, then you'll ask him a question. I don't think you're going to be asking any questions. I think you're going to go like, wow, this is unbelievable. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, I'm here. Warren Wiersbe says this, I think it's so important for us. The resurrection process is not reconstruction. (laughs) Okay. I say, well, what in the world are you talking about? Well, think about this. God isn't going to be on this search to find our old body parts. I'm looking for Balmer's left ear. I can't find it. Because when we go into the ground, after a certain period of time, what's left? Nothing. It's dust. And by the way, I'll just address it here because things have changed dramatically in our world. Cremation is now done mostly all over the world because there's not enough land. And some people worried, and you can do whatever you like. I mean, it's not my responsibility or my business really to say to you, how do you want to be buried or cremated? But understand that cremation does nothing but speed up what the natural thing happens when you go on the ground. So I'm going to be cremated. It's okay. You say, well, if you do that, how in the world is God? Relax. Put yourself in the ground. Few years, what do you have? Same. It's not a difficult thing for God. God knows what he's doing. Now think about this. Let's talk about the flight we're looking at. We may never find the flight. You okay with that? We may never find the flight. So let's say it was a fire. On 9-11, what happened to those thousands of people in New York City? What were they? Instantly what? Cremated. Is that going to be a problem for God? No, it's not a problem for God. So understand we're talking supernatural again. So is that this reconstruction that God's going to go out and try to find our parts? And you get up to heaven, I wrote it like this. Can you imagine getting to heaven and you look in a mirror and there's that old crooked nose that was broken in college? No, it's going to be straight. It's going to be new. It's going to be, it's you. I don't know whether it'll be a big nose like you got now or a smaller nose. I don't know whatever it'll be. But you'll be recognizable. It's not like this home improvement project. We're going to get new bodies. Can I hear an amen right now? Yeah. You say, well, I don't really want to be recognizable as me. Look, relax. You're going to be glorious. Then Paul moves on to four different contrasts between our earthly body and our new body. Look at verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable. The body that dies, buried or cremated, is perishable to imperishable. 
perishable. Before death, perishable. After death, imperishable. So here's what you want to write. Our new bodies will be designed for eternity. You've all done this. You're looking for something in the back of the refrigerator. You've all done it. And you pull out this container. And you open it. And suddenly you have antibiotics, penicillin. It's been growing for weeks and weeks. And you go, oh my goodness, what did I do? I forgot that. Some of the rest of you have places, second homes, country homes, mountain homes, homes in the Keys or whatever. And you go a couple times a year. Have you ever been to one of those pantries and you open it up and you look at the date? 2007 was the expiration date. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, I'm going to throw that one out. Well, you and I have an expiration date. There's no way to get beyond the expiration date. I'm sorry. Our times are in God's hands. So every single one of us, for most of us, the expiration is less than 100 years. For most of us. That's why I said this is all about you. This is all about me. Now, those of us that are getting older, there's a lot less in front of us than behind us. For many of you, that's true. But even if we're 20, we don't know that. We have no idea. So you can remember our new bodies are going to be imperishable. That means good stuff's happening. I want you to turn here because I think you need to see this. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. I love Ecclesiastes because... It's so practical. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. But it's a picture. And you younger people, you can just laugh like crazy. Because we used to laugh at this when we were younger. But now we're like, this is us. How many of you can remember when you were younger, your skin was soft and new? How many of you ladies can remember that? Okay. How many can remember when you could exercise and play sports and get up the next morning and do it again? But now you can't hardly get up the next morning. Okay. The Bible is amazing to me because it knew how we'd be. Now, you know, in biblical times, except for way early on before sin, people don't live like, you know, Jesus' time, 40, 50 years at the most. Well, with advances, a lot of things have happened, but you're not going to do much beyond 100 or whatever. Now, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I'll read it in the New Living Translation. Don't let your excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. That's why we're raising up the next generation of young people to know God in our Sunday school and our Ignite kids and all of that. We're making sure that they understand God. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. Verse 2. Remember him before the light of the sun, moon, and the stars is dim to your old eyes. And rain clouds continually darken your sky. What's he talking about? Our eyesight. What happens when we get older? You already know. Number three. Remember him before your legs. The guards of your house start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth. Ah, Stop grinding. How many remember when you could no problems with anything in your teeth? Now today, some of you remember because you take them out and look at them every evening. (laughs) 
sitting right over there on the shelf. Verse 4, remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds. There's people that can't sleep at night because they're older. And but then the sounds grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about the danger in the street. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom. For some of you, you have no hair in In heaven, you will. And you drag along without energy like a drying grasshopper. And the capperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. I don't need to go there. Okay. (laughs) Remember him before you get near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jars smash at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Ouch. Well, that's kind of what life does to us. See, it was never planned that way. God planned for us to live eternally perfect. No sin. But sin brought death and all of this with us. So our body here is perishable. Sorry, you know that. The new body in heaven is what? Imperishable. No problems. Perfect. Could I hear an amen? That's where we're going, as was originally designed. Now look back to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. I'm going to use the word brokenness. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. So the next thing you can write down, Paul says this, our bodies, our human bodies are filled with brokenness, dishonor, eventually glorious. In other words, one day you and I are going to be like Jesus. First John 3, 2, dear friends, We are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. See, we're going to move. This process of death is completely out of character with what God designed for you and for me. Our weakness, our inability to do the simplest of tasks brings all kinds of brokenness in all of our lives. So many things that are broken. Our emotions, our physical bodies, our thinking. All of this is difficult for us. And we struggle with passions. We struggle to do right, and we don't do it. Our heavenly body will no longer be broken. It's going to be glorious. Our body is going to be glorious. We'll be serving God with what kind of a heart? A pure heart that cannot sin. That's amazing. No evil thoughts. No jealous thoughts. Perfect. Our new body will no longer be an instrument of sin. And as you know, subject to humiliating physical impairments. The next is weak to powerful. The human body, as you know, is limited in its power. Actually, we become weak when for most of our lives, we were strong. We get frustrated as we get older, as I joked before, because we cannot do that which we used to do. You've all said, if you've gone to a 
park. And usually it's because of our grandkids. You see the grandkids climbing, jumping, whatever. And we go, and after three hours, you're going, can we stay some more? And we're thinking, man, I remember when I had that kind of energy. How many have said that? <laughs> going, okay, I'm tired sitting here watching you for the last three hours. So, but instead of weakness, we will live forever in what? Power. The power that's going to come from God. Now, I want to read. Well, let's, let's turn there quickly. John 20, verse 19. Just keep your finger there. Go back to John 20. You know where John is. We're not far away. Remember, we get a picture of our resurrected body. We get a picture of it when we watch Jesus. That was what was so amazing. When he walked through the door, they absolutely knew who he was. Look at this. John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Now, when you think about that for a moment, ask yourself a question. How did Jesus get through that door? He had his new glorified body. It was suited for heaven and eternity. It wasn't just suited for here. It was suited for heaven and eternity. We will have the resurrected body like Jesus, real, visible, tangible. Our new bodies will be able to experience everything God has prepared for us in heaven. I want to share something we have a young man that I'll ask for you to pray for him. And I think he's probably watching a 17-year-old that's in our body. He has brain cancer. He's had three surgeries. And unless God intervenes, he's going to soon get his new body. So we're praying. God can still heal. Amen. Amen. So you remember Nick. I went over and prayed with Nick last night. and His mother and father and the brother were there. And when I got to that part, I walked out of the room, closed the door, and then I came in, and I said, Nick, how did I get in here? I had to open the door. I said, when you leave us, you'll never have no door again, because your body will be supernatural. No more pain, no more suffering, no more morphine, no narcotics, no more surgeries. He can't even walk now. 17. A few days from now, when we arrange it, Steve and I are going to go over and baptize him right in the bed because he wants to be baptized. Amen? See, when you begin thinking how difficult it is for you, just take a little trip down to the hospital or visit someone. It kind of sets us straight, doesn't it? With all the things that we have. So that body is going to be fantastic. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you that a lot of questions of how your body will work when you're in heaven are left to God. You were reminded that on this side of death, everyone has an expiration date. You were told that the most important thing to do while you're here is to be doing God's business. Do what you can and leave the rest to God. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, you'll hear Pastor Mark wrap up his teaching, A Brand New Body. Yes, you'll hear about the need to maintain a solid relationship with God as you get older, not letting disappointments turn you away from Him. You'll find out how the essence of life hasn't really changed that much over the centuries. Despite the technological advances, God's still the same too. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurry